Hello, and welcome to Channel Divinity, a 5th edition actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast. I am Trent, I will be the host and DM for this adventure, for this homebrew adventure. And going around the table, we have... I'm David, and I play Cassiel. Dean, and I play Vesper Ravenwing. I'm Gordon, and I play Blank. Alright, last time on... Channel Divinity, that's the name of the podcast <laughs> that I definitely don't forget... Last time on Channel Divinity, we had another day of the hunt. And as the party went out, they first found only moose tracks to the north, so they rotated down to the east where they found a corrupted elk. Deer, not elk, it was deer. Found a corrupted deer who, despite being massive and having two sets of horns... Double-decker deer head. A double-decker deer head. They killed it and... They turned that in, basically ensuring they win the deer prize. Uh, After that, they went and had a brief conversation with Horus so that he could go and, as the Templar of the town, that he could go and eliminate the corruption permanently. They decided to head south for the third day of the hunt, and we're actually going to skip that the whole day and go straight to the awards. I am going to roll percentile dice right now for how good of a elk they found. 71, so they actually found a pretty good elk. But we are here in the final day. It is 6 o'clock sharp. There's the stage, and the mayor, Mayor, pretty sure his name is Mayor Burton, is there. And he takes his bowler hat off his head and kind of holds it in his hand fidgetingly. And he looks out at all of the hunters and he says, Hello, thank you everyone once again for, for... Participating in the, the yearly buck hunt again, again, um, well, I'm not gonna, I don't need to say a speech, let's just get on with the prizes. Um, first, first place for the moose prize. Bring it out. Drum roll. And out comes y'all's rack. Let's go! Oh, yeah. You have won the moose prize. And he says, alright, so it looks like this is, um, Blank's team. Blank, why don't you come up here with your team and receive your prize? We we walk up. Or right. at least I walk up. Yeah. <laughs> While Blank walks up. Oh did he signal for all of us or Yeah, no, he yeah, said yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Blank and his team, yeah. So Alright, I I just say quietly as we walk we walk up, ah, we need a team name. <laughs> Do you need a team name? Do you have one? Alright, so Are we just gonna call it Blank's team? That that's we'll decide too later. Te- okay, fine. We'll Alright, so we're gonna take these antlers and uh, we're gonna keep them. Uh, but here's your prize. And he reaches into, not a bag, he reaches under the, um, the podium that he's at, and he pulls out a pair of boots. And so these boots have a sleek, sport-like look. They've got a big, thick rubber sole, and they're white. And then on the sides of them, they have some Nikes on the the side of them. There's a picture. There's a picture of a man jumping with his (laughs) legs spread out and his arm right up into the sky. And he says, this is a a relic from the nearby Zand. They're called Sky Michaels. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Dang it, Trent. (laughs) And and he says, so uh, the local the local. one of the local hunters, Tom, he found these, but he's already got another relic that he's trying to rank up, and this doesn't start with any basic ability at its current rank, so you'll need to rank it up in the future, but uh, they're all for you, and he, and he holds them out to your team, whoever wants to take them. 
And so, once again, as a relic, whoever wears them, first you have to attune to them. And then anytime you get a final hit on an enemy, the relic you hold collects a soul. And once it reaches a certain number of souls, it will evolve and rank up and gain more and better abilities. You can have more than one, but if you have more than one, you have to choose which direction the soul goes. Um, and also some relics have abilities that use souls to activate so that it'll delay its evolution. Um, but as Mary Burton said, these shoes have no, these boots, they're, they're boots. These, uh, <laughs> these Sky Michaels have no initial ability at their current rank. Cassio will grab them. Okay. Okay. I was about to be like, <laughs> compare them to my shoe size because I'm like 6'5". Like, they are magic. They, so they don't can resize fit to any size. Oh, okay. Well, he's going to measure them anyway and say they don't fit. But so. uh, he says, let's give them all a hand. Let's go. Yeah. And, and everyone claps in the audience and they're like, yeah, yeah. I saw that moose. There's no way. It's a good thing I went for the deer category instead. <laughs> and um, what they don't know. says, all right, um, next up for the elk category, drum roll. And it's Sharon. Oh, I, I, I mean, <laughs> it's the Mass Hunter. Why don't you get up here, Mass Hunter? And the the Mass Hunter walks up, so epic. They've got a, a big black longbow on their back with their whole black outfit and the the Zoro mask on, and they walk up, and uh, the the mayor says, "Well, Mass Hunter, you've won, you've won three years in a row." Uh, first was moose, next was deer, now you've won the elk. C- congratulations, and here's the prize. And he holds out a potion. He says, this is a special potion made by our resident alchemist, uh, Naria. And he gestures to the side, and everyone kind of turns and looks, and they see a, a high elf, and she just, like, waves. And then he says, this is a, a potion of elk speed. You drink it, and you're, you get faster. Game terms, you drink this potion, and you gain five feet of movement speed permanently. Um... And so she, the mayor, hands it to the mass hunter and says, congratulations on your third win in a row. Everyone, let's give him a round of applause. And there is significantly less applause. Does she go over and stand somewhere in the crowd? Why are you saying she? Yeah, you don't know it's a she. <laughs> Do they go over and stand somewhere in the crowd? Yeah, they just walk back into the crowd. Okay. Blank starts cheering, just, woo, yeah, let's Stag go. is off to the side. Yeah. It's like, yeah, mass hunter! So real fast, Cassiel is going to walk up to her and say, congratulations for your win, and, and extend his hand for a handshake. Does not respond. Okay. Then I'm going to walk, and I'm going to try to walk away so I can be behind her. And then, since this is a new day, I'm going to pull out my thorn, and I'm going to try to sneak it on her person. Roll a sleight of hand. This is the second one I have expertise in. <laughs> it's a 23. It does not beat her 27. What? What did you roll? Oh my goodness, dude. And the mass hunter has incredible perception. Dang. So she, they, it's a they, they notice you trying to sneak the the thorn on them and they just swat your hand out and the thorn drops to the ground. And I'll just say it dissolves. What? Doesn't dissolve. Okay, it doesn't dissolve. I thought thought if it doesn't go on a person, it dissolves. Either way, slaps it and now the thorn's just on the hand, on the ground. I'll just pick it up. The master just looks at you and then just turns and slowly walks away from you. Alright, I'll pick it up and walk back to the group. While that was happening, Mayor Burton's like, alright, and um, for the final place for the deer category, we have a well, we had a bit of a conundrum. Luckily, 
Horus was already able to solve this, so no one needs to panic. And he's still holding the bowler hat, kind of just like wringing it in his hands. There was a corrupted deer. Again, hey, no one panic. Everyone's kind of like, oh, corrupted deer. Oh my goodness, corruption. And then he's like, no one needs to panic. Horus already took care of it. We're all fine. Is Horus back in like the crowd or where is he at? Uh, Yeah, Horus is probably in the back of the crowd somewhere. Oh, cool. Okay. So yeah, he's just, he's just standing there. Like everyone's like, oh, Horus. And he's just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mayor Burton continues. He says, so with this, we've decided to, to have two first places because it's not really fair with a corrupted animal, but they did still, it is still a deer technically. So first blank squad for killing the corrupted deer initially. Why don't you come on up here? And they hold out the skull and it's got the two antlers and it's like grotesque. And he's like, yeah, this is. This is like a mean sucker. <laughs> Come up here. And uh, for, for second place or, or first place, really, who would have won first place, but now they're getting second place and we're just tying them up. Uh, the Masked Hunter again. Why don't you come up here? And the, the Masked Hunter again, and they hold up a deer, and it is a huge rack for a deer, but it is still not as big as the corrupted deer. And... Um, you both come up and he says, so normally the prize for this one is 300 gold, but because, you know, the, the complications were just split in half. Both of you get 150. And he hands it to y'all's team, 150, and then hands to the Mass Hunter, 150. 150 each or just 150? No, just 150 total. Okay, gotcha. So that's 50 each if you're splitting it. Um... And he says, oh, thank you. Everyone claps. And he says, all right, once again, once again, everyone, I will pay for one final night stay at Antler's Inn for everyone. Just use some of your money, proprietize the town, and spread the word for next year's hunt. Um, well, well, yeah, we'll see y'all next year. Woo! And he, he starts clapping, and everyone slowly is like, yeah, dang it. Stupid mass hunter and blank. They, a lot of them turn and look and they're like, ah. I'm going to take the, the, the rack that we have and just hold it up and just go, woo! He's like, yeah. And then, and then Mary Burton walks over and he's like, all right. Not yet. Can I, can I walk over to the mass hunter too? Sure. Yeah. They're, you're both on the stage right now. So. Okay. I'm going to hold up. I'm going to grab their hand or try to at least and like raise it up. They like, don't let you grab their hand. Oh, okay. And I kind of like, oh, never mind. I guess we... Never mind. And then just the, walk the back. The hands the antlers <laughs> back to the mayor and then just walks away. Cool. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll hand the rack back and walk back to the team. All right. Cool. And um, with that, the hunt is officially over. So the ball is in your court. Again, Horace did ask you to come back so we could give you recommendations. And um, actually, as you get off the stage... Blank, Stag walks up to you and he, he puts his arm around your shoulders like, I know my son could do great. My son's great. And then he says, oh, also, um, ah, Blank, ah, uh, so here's the thing. Yeah, Dad. Um, oh, Dad, Dad, feels so good. Um, so we got some, f we got, we have some family business that, that we need to get a handle, um, you need to go talk to your sister, okay? She's got this more under wraps than me, um. You know, it's Naria. You've talked to her several times. Yeah. Just go talk to her. Um, she's got... I don't know where Stag's voice is going. This is not Stag's normal voice. <laughs> just just try and get back. I'm Stag! There, there you go. go. I can yep. get back. Yeah, so uh, you just gotta go talk to your sister, Naria. She'll, she'll handle things. She'll, she's got the information. I gotta get back to my place. You know, the wife gets a little nervous when I'm out too long. See you later! And he turns and starts walking back to his store. Bye, Dad. Just, All right, I'll go talk son. to Naria. Have he fun leaves. with your sister. 
and he'll turn to the rest of the group and say, I'm, I'm going to go talk to Naria. Um, apparently there's some family business with my sister. Is she in town? She should be. Yeah. yeah she so, made the potion, right? Yeah. Naria's yeah. the one that made the potion. Oh, all right. Is she just Wait, up on stage? Naria is your sister? Yeah. And he just says that with like a big smile on his face. Like that's not odd yeah, at all. Naria <laughs> is Stag's daughter. Oh, okay. Uh, you want, you want to meet up at Kilimanjaro later? Celebrate our wins? Sure, yeah. Sweet. I hope cook up some mean stuff for you guys. Oh yeah, I love the stuff you cook. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, you go off to talk to Naria. She's she's already walked back to her alchemist shop. Gotcha. Um, okay. But you too. What do you two want? Are you gonna go talk to Horace? You gonna? Yeah, I left him a note. Oh, that's right. I remember what the note says. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll go to Horace. All right. Um, you well, will- I will. I can't speak for him. Yeah. Okay. You both walk up to Horace. We're going to do your scene first, and then we'll go for the blank. You both walk up to, to Horace. Horace is still there. He he walks slow, unlike everyone else that's dispersing, so he's still slowly walking back to his house. And he sees you. He's like, oh, boys, how are you doing? I really went to stag for a second. Boys, uh, how, how are you doing? We're doing good. We're doing good, Horace. Oh, that's that's great. I was able to handle that corruption lickety split. That's good to hear. Yeah. But, oh, I was going to write you some recommendations, wasn't I? Oh, come on back to my house and, and I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll write some stuff. And he slowly, have, have you been back to your place since coming home? I, I have, I have. He looks at you and he says, I, I saw the note that you left me. I, I should, Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk when we get to my house. He slowly walks back to his house, and, and once he gets there, he, he takes out a piece of paper, and he quickly writes a little note down and signs his name at the bottom, and he hands it to both of you and just says, like, yeah, these boys would be really good for the <laughs> Templars from your friend Horace. And he hands it to him and he says, make sure you give that to Glib. He'll he'll give you a good word, and, and my word will hold sway for him. And, uh, and then he says, uh, no, no, son, what can I what can I help you with? You I saw your note, but I I'm a little confused. Um Is it is it private? It's private. Oh, um Alright, well I'll just go to the Kilman Girlman. Uh, well actually here's just some elk meat I promised you. And I give him the He goes, Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Alright, we'll see you later. Yeah, we'll we'll see you later. All right, you leave, and he says, okay, well, uh, what can I help you with, son? I pull out my scroll. He looks in it, whoa. Um, and I say... Oh, I, I'm, I'm not sure, <laughs> He Horace, says nothing. He stands uh, Horace, I'm not sure how much I should tell you or could tell you. He just looks at you, gentle, gentle eyes. Tell me as much as you're comfortable with, my boy. Um, sit down, please. So, and he gestures to a seat next to him, and, and he sits down. I sit down too. Um, so I I will hand him the scroll. He takes it and, and he, I, he looks at it. So as he's looking this? at it, I say, "I had some kind of um, I don't know if you'd call it a vision, but um, a figure appeared to me, and they they gave me this scroll." Um, and that's when I, um, well, the scroll kind of manifests certain powers, 
um, I've been growing a lot closer to just like the world around me and nature and and I've seen some magical abilities in the past, um, but uh, the scrolls, ha I can't really read it, but there's some, there's like one passage there. That, he, he looks down at it and he can read the passages you can read. Um, and Actually, I, wait a second. No, it's written in a language he can't read, so never mind. What language is it written in again? Uh, it's written in... You, you probably do know. Um, it's written in the language of your hometown, so. Okay. The language um, that you're most comfortable reading. Okay, and so I, I point at that line. I say, this, this line right here, um, is the one I wrote down for you. Um, when I first walked up to you, this line, my scroll pulsed, like a magical pulse and this line was glowing. So I just wanted to ask you, like, do you know why, um, the, I mean, what about the corruption of the blood of magic? And, cause that's a lot, that's a line, right? Yeah, that's a line. Why would, why would my skull recognize you? Hmm. <sighs> Let me get my pipe. And he, he grabs his pipe and he, he tucks some, I don't know, whatever he smokes into it and he lights it and he... Well, how much do you know of the previous age? The age of Inquisition? Yeah. Uh, I know a little bit. I, I'm not as familiar. Um, I lived kind of secluded, but um, I, I know that magic kind of faded and yeah. uh, people freaked out that's the gist of it when magic started fading initially there is an organization called the order of of xandros and they they um like the towers yeah they're they're they made the towers oh the towers are their home bases it was a while it was a, quite a while ago over 150 years ago was the end of that age. So they were on each island? Because doesn't every island have one of their towers then? Yep. They were, they controlled the world. And they reigned with, with terror, preventing people from using magic to save it for themselves. And to, to try their best to bring it back. It started with noble intentions, I'm sure. But over time, it became twisted. But the reason they are no longer here is at the end of that era, they thought they found a way to bring magic back. I think I've heard of that. That's the corruption, right? Yeah. They, they brought the corruption into the world on accident instead of magic. If you're talking about the corruption of magic's blood, I don't, I don't know anything about magic's blood. But if you're talking about the corruption of magic, that's, that's the corruption. And... As a Templar, I fight the corruption, and I am one of the oldest of the Templars. I fight it. I fought it for a long time. So maybe that's why it responded to me. But I, what do I know? I'm just an old man. So, I mean, if I wanted to 
I, I mean, the instructions are to cleanse it. Well, as a Templar, the world knows that we... We are the only ones that can truly kill the corruption. That's not quite... That's not quite true. Even us as the Templars can't truly kill the corruption. We just... And he reaches down to the sword, and he... With his thumb, and it just pops out a little bit, and you see a pitch black sword. And just when he opens it a little bit, you just feel like this pressure, like gravity on you is just multiplied by like 30 times. And he quickly closes it. I don't stumble. <laughs> he rolled a con- he rolled some kind of check. Strength. <laughs> yeah. But he uh, he quickly closed it and he says, Yeah. Yeah, it was a, that's a magicite weapon. Only the Templars have them. Only the Templars know how to make them. They're dangerous are weapons. They, are they all as strong as that? I almost got knocked over. No, no. Mine's, mine's stronger than most. They're... Uh, when the Templars fight a corrupted being, or even the corruption in its mist form, we can absorb it into our... our magicite weapons. But even then, it doesn't get destroyed. It's just stored. Magicite is originally a white, pure color, but the more demonic, more corruption that gets absorbed into these weapons, the darker they become. They go to gray, and then eventually pitch black. And we, we drain the weapons out regularly, because there's a danger to wielding a weapon full of corruption. Mine's due for draining. But we drain them out into big stores of magicite we have at, at the home base. And, uh, well, even there, it's not destroyed. It's just stored. So I don't know if we really cleanse as much as we do prevent the damage from it. Has anyone ever actually cleansed or destroyed it? I don't know. But if anyone did, did does know, they're keeping it secret and not telling the world. I really wish they would, though. He kind of turns and he, he looks off. I really wish they would. Do you know who would know? No, no. Oh, okay. I just, I just thought that you were thinking of someone specific right now. No, no. I just... Like I said, I've been fighting for a long time. And I've seen many a boys, similar to you, lose themselves to the corruption. And it hurts. And if we could stop that from happening, that would be my goal. Well, um, thank, thank you for, uh, I guess the advice, I, or the lesson um of course please uh, the older here for maybe don't tell people about the scroll i'm not exactly sure what it is or, or where it come came from yet he nods his head and says i'll keep it a secret for you as long as you unless you join the templars you're you're gonna need to keep what i told you a secret as well oh is is that secretive well most people think that we destroy the demo- the, the corruption Instead of storing it, 
Yeah, I guess so, it'd be good not to spread that. Yeah, we don't want people to know we're just we're just mopping things up, waiting for the next time it breaks out. Okay, and is he holding the scroll still? He's handed it back to you, probably. Okay, if, I mean he probably would have. He would have at least. Okay, I I like put I, the scroll back into its container, and I say, um, th- thank you, Horace. Of um, course. Sorry for the somewhat bleak conversation. Yeah. I normally like to keep things more more happy. Yeah. Um, me too, normally. But this has just been on my mind for a while. Recently, I uh, I used to not care, but uh, I don't know. I feel like this might be important. Maybe. I can't give you any piece of advice for something I know nothing about, but trust your instincts. You got a good set of them, boy. Boy! <laughs> um, thanks. Yeah. Um, Why don't you go off and meet up with your friend? You you need, you said you needed your sword to get drained, I guess? Are you traveling there? Do you want, I mean, do you want us to bring it? No, no. I don't think, I don't think you'd be able to handle it. Nothing against, nothing against you. But, uh, like I said, I'm one of the oldest Templars and one of the most skilled. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I don't know how it works. I just, I didn't, if if I could save you a trip. No, I, I need to go at some point anyways. I gotta go see Glib. Do, do you want to go with us? We're headed there soon. Just trying to get a strong NPC with you? No. Uh, <laughs> he says, oh, no, but I can't leave the town. If I left, what would happen if a corrupted came? Oh, wait. should we send, like, I mean, like, we could maybe say that you need need a substitute or something. Yeah, tell Glib. Tell Glib that I need to come see him. That he should send a substitute. Who is Glib? Oh, he's the leader of the Templars. The the leader? Yeah. My good friend, Glib. He's a gnome. Okay. Quite a man, that man. That gnome. That that man, gnome. He's a good guy. Okay. Yeah, okay, well, I'll make sure he knows that you want, you you need a break or something like that. Yeah, he, he nods his head. Okay, um, uh, thanks, Horace. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll make sure to let Glib know, and I stand up, and I kind of, like, nod at him. And- he waves, and he says, good luck, good luck, my boy. And he actually, he follows you out, because you walked in his house. He follows you out, and he sits on his rocking chair to finish his pipe. Okay, and I walk towards the kill him and grill him then. Cool. We're going to jump over to you, Blank. You uh, you walk up to your sister's alchemy shop, and um, I guess you open the door and you walk right in. Mm-hmm. What you see, you've seen this several times, but I'll describe it for the for the audience's sake. There, The walls are covered in shelves full of potions of all sorts, and there's actually a big pot, big black cast iron pot in the center of the room, with a little fire underneath it, and it's like looks like a classic witch's cauldron. It's like got a weird purplish liquid inside of it that's slowly bubbling. And um, Naria, there's a counter, and uh, Naria is standing behind the counter. As you walk in, she goes, "Oh, blank! Hello, welcome, Naria. Welcome back." As you walk in, you see her, and and you you've met your sister several times before, but she's a a high elf with thick raven black hair. Um, and she actually has 
cat eyes, not regular eyes. Her eyes have, are the, the slits are like that, the slits? that cats have. Are they yellow? Yes. So, like, what else is she wearing? Is she wearing, like, she's wearing like... She's wearing, like, a purple robe, but it's, like, um, it's not, a, like, a full robe. It's almost like a lab coat, but it only goes down to, like, the waist, and it's, like, split open in the center, and you can see her basic, like, leather clothing underneath it. Gotcha. And then she's wearing just, like, a basic pair of, of like, black pants and shoes. Got you. Okay. Does she think it's weird that I talk normal now? Oh, that's a good point. She goes, oh, hey, Blank, looks like you uh, you kind of gained back some of your emotions. That's good. What? What are you talking about? You know, you were, you were kind of like, beep, 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 boop, and she does like the robot for a second. Like, you know, you were kind of like, you know, very, very like. I don't think I've ever made any of those speech. noises in that succession before. Mm, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I've heard those noises come from you before. But, uh, man, it doesn't matter. Maybe I just forgot. Yeah, it's no big deal. So what are you here for? Uh, I just wanted to come say hi. Also, more importantly, Stag, uh, Dad wanted me to come talk to you about something. Oh, yeah, Dad. Um, Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, the family business. Um, Yeah. Did he say he was going to send you for that? Possibly. He just said I I needed to talk to you about it. We'll, we'll have you do it. She reaches down under the counter and pulls out three things. I'm eh, doing it, what? She, you'll, you'll see. You'll see, she says. She pulls out three things. It's two pieces of paper and one big bag of gold. She says, all right, first, we've got a family business going on. A family family project, you could say. This is really, really important. Okay. Um, I need you to go to Stendale and to pick up this for me. And she holds out a piece of paper. And on the paper is a picture of a magicite crystal. So it's just like, you know, a a basic crystal. There's like notes all around it. Think of like a D&D paper, which you see. Yeah, where it's like certain things are circled. and circled and notes, arrows pointing at it. She's like, yeah, this. And um, this is not just a normal magicite crystal. This is a magicite crystal filled with, with the power of the earth and nature. And so this is incredibly, incredibly rare especially one of this high quality. The quality comes from the shine it has, but it's being sold at the auction at Stemdale in two months from now. Okay. I have an invitation to the auction, and she holds up the other piece of paper, and you see it's almost like almost like cardboard, but it's just like thick, thick paper, and it's like very fancy red. With they got that like, fancy cardstock. Yeah, the Let's fancy go. cardstock. It's like shimmering and like... Uh, it's like reflective almost. It looks almost looks like it's laminated. And she says, this is the invitation to get into the auction. Um, it's being sold there. And, you know, this can let in one person and, and their small group with them. She puts that back on the table and she lifts up the final thing. It's a big bag. She says, this is the money we need to buy that. And she puts it down and clatters. And she says, this is 5,000 gold. This is why it's important. That's why we got to keep this in the family. Okay. I need you to go participate in the auction and buy this magicite crystal and bring it back to me. Okay. I I will I will do that. Awesome. She slides the three things to you. She says, "Remember, if you can get it for cheaper than this five thousand gold, that would be great." How much do they usually go for? It's an auction, so you can never tell. 
depends on the other people that are going to be there. I, I know it's usually at an bid. auction, but like how much would a Magisite crystal go for? I mean, a regular Magisite crystal, you can buy it for like pennies on the dime. But for this kind of Magisite crystal, this purity and of with the power of nature inside of it, I don't know. If it wasn't in an auction, you could probably buy it for around 2000 but you never know at how, an auction. How am I supposed to tell the difference between one that's like filled with the nature and You'll be able to tell. Not. You'll be able to tell when you see it. You've got okay. that innate magic inside you. I know. I've seen the spells you cast. You've got that inside you. You'll be able to tell, but just by looking at it. And also, you know, they're not going to sell regular magicite crystals at an auction. Only going to sell the highest of quality things. So... Yeah. Um, and you know what, Blank? Any money you don't spend on this crystal, you can keep. And you can spend on something else at the auction if you want. Yeah, that'll be a little incentive for you to get it as cheap as possible. I'll do my best to get it as cheap as possible. Yeah, he nod- she nods her head and she slides it over to you and says, Hey, also, um, before you go, you want to try the random potion of the day? She gestures to the big pot in the center of the table. You know I always love to, and of he's going to walk over. Of course Stag's daughter has something like that. <laughs> um, she says, yeah, I just throw a bunch of random ingredients inside each day. What and color see is what it? Comes out. It's purple right now. It's purple right now? Yeah. You know, he, he's done this before a couple comes of times. and picks up the extra stock, so it's not, it's not really a loss. It's just an experiment to see what I get. He'll, he'll take a swig of it. He's done this before a couple of times. He'll do it. All right, I got to pull up my, uh, my random magic potion. <laughs> you are now under the poisoned effect for one week. Aha, get wrecked. I'm life. resistant to poison. So. <laughs> or I'm immune to poison. One of the two. Hold on, let me check. Probably resistance to poison damage, immune to disease. Roll me, roll me a d20. Just a d20? Yep, just a d20. Since it's purple, I do my purple die. Oh, no, it's a crit fail. To crit fail? Yeah. Yeah, you're poisoned. Oh, look at that. Okay. <laughs> Who knew? I called it. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. You drink it and you are now under the poison condition for the next six hours. Oh my goodness. That's awful. So that means okay, you have so disadvantage on all ability checks and attack throws, attack rolls, and saves. So if throws. I'm resistant Everything to poison, what does that do? Does that just mean? That would mean you you take half poison damage. This oh, is okay. the poison condition. This is the poison condition. Yeah. Oh, actually, it's on my damn screen. Disadvantage on attack. Oh, so not saving throws, just attack rolls and ability checks. But yeah. yeah that's still horrible. <laughs> that's still really bad for the next six hours. He kind of just like, oh. And he just makes like this. robot could be poisoned. <laughs> so it like, he, he starts making this like drone noise, almost like a, like an old school computer loading. And it's just like. <laughs> and it's just like. Almost she, skipping she a little bit. Goes, hmm. So I guess today's isn't that good, is it? Hmm. And he just keeps making the drone noise. <laughs> she walks up to you and like slaps you on the back. <laughs> All right, get out of here. Unless you want to stay. I'm more than happy to talk to you. I will stay in the vicinity. Oh, back to the halted language. I hope my potion didn't do that. That would suck. Um... Well, I'll see you soon, brother. Farewell, designation Naria. And he, like, turns swiftly and heads out the door directly. The camera just looks at her and she just nods her head. It'll be fine. <laughs> and, and, and walks back behind the counter. All right, you all meet up at the Kill'em and Grill'em. Um, you have a hearty meal. Is Sharon there? Sharon is there. I'm going to attune to the boots. 
Oh, you're Well, actually, I'm gonna talk to them first. Uh, Vesper, oh, Blank, you're back. I was just wondering. We've got this relic now, these boots. They said they don't call do anything. What, call them what they are. We've got these Sky Michaels. There you go. Um, and who should... I, I would love to equip them and see what they have to do, but um, we are a group. We earned them together. What do you think we should do with them? Well, the boots do not fit my souls. Well, they're magical, so they'd probably shape to your feet. Wait, are you okay, Blink? Scanning. 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 I am 78% well. What's the what's the twenty two percent for? I have been affected with a poison. You're poisoned. <laughs> how, okay, how did you get poisoned? From designation Naria. Your sister poisoned you. Yes. Uh, should we be concerned? The poison shall wear off in four hours, thirty minutes, twenty two seconds, thirty eight milliseconds. That sounds miserable. Well. <laughs> All right. Uh, Vesper, what's your thoughts on the boots, then? I mean, y- you can you can take them. They don't really go along with my style. Because he, like, looks down. He's wearing, like, all dark blue co- and, like, grays. And he's, like, bright white shoes. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you can. You got him. Yeah. Cassiel, I mean, Cassiel's clothes. He's got, like, the white tunic shirt. But, like, the rest of it is, like, black or, like, dark. But his tunic well. is white. Bro is dripping so, this d world. My goodness. Well, well it's like... Just Elvis. <laughs> Remember how I described it? He's got, like, the, the baggy the, like, sort of white, like, yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean shirt that's, like... Type shirt that's opened up. Yeah, yeah opened up almost down to the belly button. <laughs> really far. <laughs> yeah. Is it like buttons and you're just not buttoned, or is it just always open that much? I mean, there are buttons. Oh, I thought we said it was like just a really deep V. It's, no, no, like it, it's like Pirates of the Caribbean, so there are like string ties for it. Oh, okay. But. It's down it's really far. It's never tied. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then he's got like the bronze skin, and he's got, he does wear gloves. Um, they're fingerless gloves as well. But most of it's black and brown, and then the one-way shirt, so it kind of fits. He's probably gonna go to a cobbler to dye them. The magic it totally fits. Dyed. What are you talking about? <laughs> white and white. Yeah, and then if you have the secondary color, that's like your cloak or whatever. It white looks really shoes? nice. Shoes? No. Yeah. <laughs> okay, none of us are. Okay. none of us are good at fashion. White? No, 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 no. White, white shoes, shoes are very popular. Well, this is a fantasy world, and I'm a rogue. That is true. <laughs> this is a fantasy world. No Here's one thing, wears you just white have, like, shoes. <laughs> Here's yeah. the thing, you're sprinting and you just look like just like streaks of white and then you just disappear and then you just come back and slash if and then you disappear. Better get a toothbrush or I'll still go gray. Yeah, serious. Oh, I no, hate they're, they're magic, they can't get dirty. Yo, let's go. <laughs> well, he'll he'll put him on, he'll start to attune to him anyway. All right, you start to attune to him. Um, y'all have a, a good hearty meal. Sharon, how's it going? Oh, I'm doing good. How, how are you? Good, good. I saw you won two of the two or two and one and a half of the places. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't see you. Yeah, I was there. I was with my dad. Oh, cool, cool. Oh wait, who, who is your wait? Is your is your dad, Andor, Andor, Andre, Andre? So I looked at my notes. The name was like, Ander or something like that. But I called him Andre at one point, and now I don't remember which one. I've been calling him. So we're just going to keep with Andre. Oh, yeah. Um, it, yeah. It, Andre's your dad, right? Yeah, Andre's my dad. Cool. 
Um, you guys make a lot of money this during the hunt? We always make a lot of money during the hunt. Speaking of that, she kind of like looks around and it's it's very busy. She's like, I can't talk long, but I gotta keep waiting on tables. But uh, I have come in you know- for my shift. Oh, blank! You're back to being blank. Um, great. Why don't you come under the back and you can help us cook some stuff? Do you know if our jerky's ready yet? I will ask my father about that. Sounds good. Um, and she runs off, keeps waiting tables, comes back a little while later. Uh, yes, your jerky's ready. And she puts down a big bag on the table and it's full of just a bunch of jerky. Thank you very much. And I and did we pay you beforehand? We did. You All did. Right. Or uh, my dad said he took it out of the uh, the money that you sold him for the other meetings. Well. Oh, that's right. I remember now. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, you're always welcome here. So um, keep keep dining. She keeps walking around, waiting on tables. All right. Um, I think we're just going to drink. Blank, can you believe we got the same amount of points as your hero? Wait, what? The masked hunter. Oh, he. I think he's just cooking right now. Yeah, oh, no, shoot. Blank's, Blank's not even there. Blank's in the back cooking stuff. <laughs> Whatever stuff is. You know, Vesper, he, the masked hero's not really. The masked person's not really a hero to me, but it's pretty impressive. Sorry, I got lost in thought, and then I th- thought Blank was here. <laughs> no, Blank's in the box still. He, yeah. He brought us these really weird things. I think they're um, snails. Or oh. cargo. <laughs> I love snails. We have those back where I'm from. It's true. Probably one of the only things. <laughs> oh. Nasty. Nasty. He, he brings out a plate of, like, venison that he's carved up and but it's the organs <laughs> no what come on <laughs> the, you, you bring him regular stuff. okay i was like what roll a cooking check all right fine I, i'll do that that's a four so i guess i do bring out the organs <laughs> <laughs> no you bring out you bring out some stuff it's just like what did you all request like what kind of rarity medium rare yeah probably same it's like leather it's like way overcooked. I stick it in my bag with the rest of my jerky. <laughs> it's like well done, well done. Thanks, Blank. Of course. And uh, I think Vesper is just going to like maybe small talk. So if you guys want to do small talk, but he'll just be like, yeah, we won. We got money. Or wait, yeah, we did get money. And those boots. True, we'll have to see what the boots do. Uh, Vesper, where are you going from here? Uh, I'm going out to Stemdo. Alright, I think... Um... I think that's where I'm headed to. You got a note from Horace too, right? Yes, yes. So, we'll have to ask Blank when he gets back where he's going. Um... He w- I know he wanted to explore and check out the star thing, but we'll see if he wants to come with us. Uh-oh. Are you okay with traveling with me as well? Yes, I mean, we're both going that way. Should be safer. Yeah, we never know when Nelson is going to <laughs> hire another thug to take us out or something. That's true. I'm still very upset that I wasn't able to solve that. Have we seen Nelson? You have not seen Nelson. He wasn't even there at the award ceremony either. Jail. <laughs> you, you have not seen him since y'all talked to his dad about it. Okay. Um, yeah, well... Uh, yeah, I'm hitting the Stemdale. I gotta. I'm gonna try and talk to the 
the Templars over there. Maybe get a little bit more information on, um, I guess, the reason why I came here in the first place. For, for I just I want to find out more about the corruption from them. Well, I, that kind of lines up with my goals as well. I, um, I myself am after information about the corruption and uh, would like to take it down where I find it, so I'll probably go there as well. Uh, actually, I just remembered, I need to talk to Horace about some, a few things. When do you think we'll be leaving? Um, I was planning on leaving in the morning. Alright. Um, what time is it, Trent? Uh, the the uh, award ceremony was at 6, so it's in the evening for sure. Sun's setting soon. Alright, um... Probably, I mean, Horace is old. He's probably up at the crack of dawn. I'll, I'll go. <laughs> I'll go talk to Horace tomorrow morning, and um, and we'll be on our way. Hopefully, blank, blank. I, as I see him kind of pass. You hear, you hear like a bunch of pots like clatter in the back, and he kind of like, huh? What? Poison condition over. <laughs> the, the poison condition isn't over. It was that's because Naria sna- smacked him in the back of the head. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. I thought it was the poison. Uh, no, the poison condition is still going. Um, blank. Um. Yeah. Where are you headed to next? Um. Oh, Naria gave me this little commission that she wants me to do for Stag and her. Um, I'm gonna be going to attend an auction that's up at Stemdale. Stemdale. All right. Perfect. Me and Vesper are going up to Stemdale. Oh. You awesome. should come with us. I I was planning on it. Awesome, that's good. We have we've got a kind of group here. We should we should come up with a group name like we talked about before. We should. Why would we need a name? Well, for... if we're gonna be traveling together. I'm. Why do you have to have a name for for our group? We're not like part of any organization or anything. It's part the of organization the organization of three. And as he says that, he kind of just like, oh, man, my head still hurts. It's part of the fun. Uh, Blank, you're talking normal again. Yeah, it, it, it was just because nut, 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 Naria hit me in the back of the head. I don't know where she hit me, but... Probably right it where it sparks. Me. Maybe. Wait, it sparks? Where? On the back of your head. On the back of my head, and he kind of tries to, like, feel for it. As, as you touch it, sparks shoot out of your There? We should probably get that looked at. Maybe As there's... he notices it, he's gonna wait, like wait, wait, fiddle wait, 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 with the sorry. wires in the has, back. Has either of you two actually looked at the back of his head at any point in time? Like, you've been together for like three days. Probably. Okay, if you had ever looked, you would see that there's like a big crack in the wood of the back of his head with a couple stray wires kind of sticking out of it. I want to say Cassio would probably try to poke those wires back into the crack, but Cassio knows better. As he as he realizes that there's like wires back there, he's gonna use the integration form or feature that Warforged have, and he's gonna integrate the horn by twisting the wires around the the horn that he got from the Golden Stag into it to make it like. As you, you got like a mohawk now, like a little bit of a. Mo- it's just like a well, horn. The that's horn's in, like, not that big. Remember, it's like it's the a size rat of someone's tail. phone. Yeah, it's like a rat tail. <laughs> it's kind of like a rat tail, but it's sticking like straight back, basically. And like, oh, it's sticking, up, it's sticking straight out. Straight back and a oh, little bit up. I thought it was gonna like, like a stab someone with that. <laughs> yeah, just run into someone gonna, backwards. How are you gonna <laughs> lay down? I guess you don't need to lay down. I don't need over. to lay down. No, that's fair. All right, um, you actually feel when that happens, like you feel your systems and your body like almost rejuvenate. 
you feel better than you felt in a long time. And but you're still poisoned. You're still poisoned. Cool, so okay, that's, maybe that's you don't fine. feel better than you felt in a long totally time. Okay. But you feel your head is clearer than it's been in a long time. And you feel like a new, not a new source of energy, but you feel like the source of energy that you are running on has been heightened. There's more of it in your body now. And it it's really good for you. And you almost like feel caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> and you almost feel like your mind is like trickling on some of some distant memory, but it, you can't quite get a fix on it. As it kind of like happens, he's gonna have his head turn 360 as it like starts integrating. That way he can like fix it, like with his hands both in front of him, and then it'll rotate all the way back around again. Nice. All right. With that, and with future plans set in stone to travel together. We are going to end the episode there. Or we're going to end the episode with them all going to bed and waking up in the morning. Um, Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this episode of Channel Divinity. If you like what we're doing here, if you enjoyed the episode, we use a five-star review. Tell us what you liked about us. Um, And if you really liked what we're doing, tell your friends. Word of mouth is the best way to spread something like this. Um, if you want to send us a longer message, you can email us at channeldivinitypodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter or Instagram at our social media accounts. If you want to give us a name for me to use so I don't have to worry about names because I worry about names and I forget them a lot, that would be huge. That would be great. You can send it to us in one of your five-star reviews or, or in the email. You can give us your given name or you can give us a cool name you thought of for our D&D world. Can't promise we'll get to all of them, but I'll do my best to try to get to some of them. We do have a quick message from our editor-in-chief. Uh, that's me, Dean. Um, we're having sound effects now. Those are licensed on a website called freesounds.org. Um, it's like a special license that lets people just use them for free. Some of them do require us to like call out the people who created them, which we're more than willing to do. We'll have a link um, to our website in the the episode description, and you can find all of the attribute the those attributions on the website. Awesome. Also, uh, I am new to editing, so if you guys have any feedback for me while I'm editing, um, I am more than willing to take feedback. I want to get better at this. I'm self-taught, and so anyone with suggestions or improvements they can think of feel free to email those to us or or send a message on our social medias awesome and uh yeah we'd love that also we've got another message from gordon what's up so for a little reminder um the music done at the beginning of the episodes and at the end of the episodes is done by our friend kale thatcher if you want to check him out on spotify on itunes you can check his music out there give him a listen he's really cool also just like the last couple of episodes, Gordon is still holding the mic. I'm still holding the mic. He will probably be holding it for at least one more episode. Yes. Hopefully after that, we'll get him a stand. Um, but once again, thank you so much for listening. Going around the table, we've got... I'm David. I play Cassiel. Dean, and I play Vesper Ravenwing. I'm Gordon, and I play Blank. We'll see you next time. Keep tuning in. <laughs>